Hi, and welcome to the Functionally Fit Podcast. I'm Jen Rice, and this episode features uh, part of a 21-day elimination diet companion guide. I've released these for the podcast because I feel like it'll be helpful for people who maybe only hear this version of the audios, but I do have a full companion guide as well as a food diary and menus and examples of recipes and support, which you receive uh, emails for 28 days that will help guide and support you through the journey in doing the elimination diet, which the entire purpose of doing an elimination diet is to discover hidden food sensitivities. And it's not for everyone, and not everyone should do this. There's specific uh, types of conditions that this is best for, and there are certain people that should absolutely not do an elimination diet, especially if you have a history of an eating disorder. Uh, it is not recommended to do any sort of uh, food restrictions or, or um even for the 21 days. So if you fall into that category, it's always best to reach out to a functional medicine practitioner or naturopathic doctor and discuss ways of, um, you know, using a functional and integrative approach for your symptoms, but maybe not one that includes something that um, could be a problem. So without further ado, we will jump into the episode and thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to day nine. And we're talking today about fun drinks and dairy withdrawal and really just kind of piecing out um, when we're detoxing from dairy, there can be some withdrawal there and figuring out, you know, some good substitutes that you can use and ways that you can push through so that you can get through the entire 21 days of the elimination diet and then add back the dairy at a later time when you can bring it back one thing at a time and, and see if that makes a difference. So there is this, uh, when I was doing some research for this, there was a lot of talk about dairy maybe even having addictive components. And this comes from the fact that um, you know, maybe gut bacteria has, affects our cravings. And if your gut bacteria is used to a certain type of food that you were eating a lot of, and then you're not eating it anymore, that those bacteria essentially like die off and then replaced by um, better bacteria that is suited to breaking down whatever you did in place of, of the dairy food. So when we talk about dairy withdrawal symptoms, people are usually feeling cravings or headaches, irritability, sometimes sleeping issues, runny nose, hunger, stomach issues. And it's not that dairy is addictive. It's just that you're, um, I guess the bottom line is a lot of the research couldn't really point me in a direction to say that absolutely dairy is addictive. It's, it's not, it's not really harmful to our health in any way, but if you're taking a, uh, you know, a dairy hiatus, which we do with the elimination diet and then, um, 
sometimes that can be lasting because you just feel so much better without it. But there's a particular compound called casomorphin, which can act like an opioid. And this is this came up in several forums and somewhat weekly sourced health blogs, but it's it really says that the casomorphin is not addictive. It's just more that people enjoy eating certain things and that if there's any habit that you have of eating something in particular when it's not there anymore, that's where the adjustment comes from. So, you know, dealing with dairy cravings and really trying to figure out what to drink in particular if you had been drinking, um, you know, cow milk or eating a good amount of cheese or maybe even having yogurt with, um, you know, from, from cow. The, the best thing that you can do is get a non-dairy milk, like something you can use for, um, any time that any recipe calls for a milk or just kind of getting in the habit of switching over. I know a lot of people have already been through this. If you, uh, lived through the time when we went from whole milk and everybody was drinking skim milk. Um, that was a big thing when I was growing up. And once you got used to drinking skim milk, it was, um, you know, all the rage and all you ever drank. And so the same can be said for coconut milk or other options, um, which you may be able to add back more milk selections over time. But really for the elimination diet time, we want to go with unsweetened rice milk or unsweetened uh, coconut milk. And then I wouldn't get too into multiple cheese alternatives at this point. There are some higher quality, you know, nut cheeses, and we have to watch out for certain chemicals and preservatives that are even in these non-dairy substitutes. There's also a huge, can be a huge sugar content in some of the yogurts that are coconut based or almond milk based or all of that. So I would kind of stick more to the actual shopping list and eating whole foods, whether it's, you know, you're sauteing or oven baking them or using your, you know, an air fryer or whatever you may be doing. You can definitely get plenty of foods from the vegetables and, and, you know, really stretching on the list for things that fall in line there. You know, there's turkey on there, there's lamb on there, there's, um, you know, chicken, there's all sorts of things that can be very satiating. But back to drinks for just a second. We're eliminating caffeine and soda, but you can drink decaf coffee and you can do herbal tea. There's tons of herbal teas on the market and you can make an iced tea depending on the time of year, if you're feeling like you want something more refreshing. I know that having like an iced tea or an iced herbal tea can be a really nice refreshing option. There's also a brand called Olipop that is, um, it does have some benefits, I guess, nutritionally, not, it's sort of like a substitute for soda. You can always check that out. We have tried that recently and found it to be really delicious. There's also many grocery stores have this aisle of of new drinks like juices or kombuchas, um, you know, gut shots, all these kind of things on there. Just while you're doing the elimination diet, just make sure if you do pick up one of these drinks that 
you know, it has ingredients you can pronounce. Everything looks like it's in line there. I don't think you'd have any problems drinking some kombucha while doing the elimination diet, but sticking with traditionally for the three weeks, water, unsweetened coconut water, herbal teas, unsweetened rice milk, or unsweetened coconut milk can probably give you the best, best um, results. And then we are keeping away from alcohol. So if you did make uh, any kind of non-alcoholic, I know when I first started the elimination diet and kind of got along, I began to mix up some non-alcoholic mixed drinks like margarita or, um, you know, even some like a fruit juice blend with some club soda or uh, seltzer water. You just want to be careful and see how the bubbles are affecting you. A lot of carbonated beverages or too many carbonated beverages can, can come back to haunt you also. So as far as finding things to drink, just make sure you're prepared and have these things ready at the house so that when you are you know, really wanting something or you want something different that you can just make this up. You can definitely buy decaffeinated coffee for the three weeks and, and drink that, or you can just completely remove coffee altogether and drink herbal tea in the morning. Um, I think that you'll find though, seeing how far you can go with the beverages and then slowly adding things in after the 21 days is, is what we're looking to do. So Hang in there. This is day nine and we are almost halfway there and you're doing a great job on this 21 day journey. I would love to hear from you if you're already noticing some difference. Um, if you feel like you may have already pinpointed something that could have been a problem, I would love to hear back from you too. And I hope you have a great day.